Is like we back in the day, you know, you, you didn't get the high strains like you do now. <laughs> From Mega Boom Radio, Lars Kenson. Come on, hurry up! I want tacos! <laughs> I want tacos! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. To the right of me is Great Buck Perez. Todd, how are we doing? And once again, from Mega Boom Radio, Lars Kenseth. Hey, guys. Uh, we, we were we were discussing like uh, different themes for the man cave yeah. that, that we should have. And I think we came up with probably the best one, which was the uh, Neverland Ranch. Lounge. Yeah, Neverland yeah. Ranch Lounge. Like Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. Yeah. Like We'll, we'll have like a, a big, big like uh, cardboard cutout of Bubbles the Chimp. Mm-hmm. Wow. It'll be the creepy layer where you don't want to bring your children. A little mini carousel and a little popcorn machine and propofol just right by the, <laughs> the bedside. The propofol will flow like wine. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> like Jesus juice. Yeah, some Jesus juice at, at the bartending station. That's then, good. Yeah. I can get the stuff that Michael bought at like the crazy African store in like Vegas. He's like, I want that. It's beautiful. I don't know what it is. I want that in my house. Oh my god. Yeah, this was the back room at Neverland, like behind the mirrors and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. right. This yeah. is this creepy ass room. <laughs> behind the man in the mirror. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. I want the African heads. That child lay down by that, that CD mattress with the sunset background that I put on the wall. Before you make some pictures. Before you walk in, there's gonna be a plaque that says, Share your bed. Share your bed. That's all it says. We can just have a bed in the corner. It just says, (laughs) in Greek, share your bed. Oh, jeez. It's a a race car bed. Yeah. (laughs) Needs to be shared, but. um, Oh, helicopter. Whoa, large. They're on to us. Speaking of which, uh, the lair that you're about to build in Michael Jackson's honor, I'm, I'm concerned you're becoming the man himself in many ways. How is that? Well, (laughs) (laughs) uh, once or, I think, Last week I called you, yeah, yeah. It was um, yeah. You called me very early in the morning, which was not good. But you, we were trying to figure out what you know what we were going to do when we recorded that day. And was it the the recording session that didn't happen? And we were trying to figure out w- what was going on. So Buck, you called me real early in the morning to get the plan for the day, right? And uh, you just sounded out of it, man. Like you sounded. I told you, you sounded like Probofall Michael Jackson. <laughs> I was, I was, it was very early in the morning when you called. I wanted you, <laughs> you like there's a, high, there's a high pitch to his voice <laughs> just tough. like that. Yeah, kind of creepy. That yeah. is startlingly accurate. <laughs> good morning, Buck. What, what? But, but I, I was a little out of it. I was like, good morning, Buck. Exactly. How are you doing? You know, I did call you on it. Like, what the fuck did you take? Did you take some Probofall? And no, it, it turned out you were medicating yourself like... MJ with what? I'm sorry. I was having trouble sleeping, <laughs> and so I had, I took some Nyquil. <laughs> like I, poor man's Probofol. Oh man, right? Poor yeah. man's Probofol. Nyquil that certainly is. Yeah. yeah. I woke up very early in the morning and I couldn't sleep. <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm going into Stevie Wonder. I'm sorry. No, I got that's, 
That's honestly though, that'll fuck you up. I I had I had taken Nyquil before in my life, but I had it for the first time in like probably seven or eight years the other uh, month, and uh, <laughs> I had these strange visions of like fucking cartoon creatures and cartoon noises, like oh, what's going on? Anyway, it was really creepy. How much did you take? I only took the required amount. And then it was like, you know re- it, it really hit me hard. You know what it is? I think the NyQuil is like weed today. Like back in the day, you know, you, didn't, was, get, <laughs> you didn't get the high strains like you do now. Like like now you got sure. the green crack and the shit like that. But I think, yeah, the NyQuil kicked it. it kicked it up a notch and it's medical grade now, man. Well, I knew when they had the photo of Conrad Murray on the, <laughs> on the bottle. On the bottle of NyQuil. But yeah, I, trust, Conrad's Murray's Trust NyQuil. me. But see, like the thing is, I... Throughout the history of me doing podcasts, whether I was low-budget FM, frequently we talked about how I slept on the couch, and I, I did not share my bed with my wife, and which was my wife yet, but it was because the bed was small, and I slept oh. on the couch, and even Adam Carolla ripped me yeah, for weird. it when Adam was on our show, and then uh, on this show, we've talked many times about, share your bed, you know? And so I have... <laughs> I have sleep issues. Like I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about getting to sleep. I'm nervous about waking up on time. Sure. I, uh, so I've been recently. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I can't get back to sleep. So I'll have some Nyquil. Yeah. And you know it, it, it helps to put me out. But what happens is when you wake up, if you take, I'll take a couple caps of Nyquil, and it's like GHB, and your ass is out. And then you called me in the morning, and Buck, you were really concerned about. Yeah, you sounded fucked up. And it, <laughs> and it was early in the morning still. And, you know, I mean, not early in the morning. I'm sorry, eight, nine o'clock is not. I just not, got an early start to go photograph oh the gosh. cotton candy parade. <laughs> exactly. So, so many children. Oh, just. Bubbles so. needed a walk. So. <laughs> he, he had made brown in his diaper. But it did concern me that you're. Uh, you are taking the path of Michael and that you can't sleep and that you're taking drugs to sleep and stuff like that. Yeah. It just concerned me, my friend. I mean, the, the thing is, I feel that if I was given enough money, fame, and hangers on, that I would be like Judy Garland or Elvis or, or Michael, and I'd be the kind of person that would be waking up at 3 p.m., doing whatever I did that night, and then I'd be, I'd be on this uppers and downers yeah. trick just to, just to regulate the myself. The same roller coaster. I would be on the roller coaster, mm-hmm. and now I'm on the Lakewood roller coaster with a little bit of NyQuil, <laughs> some Jeez. booze at weird hours of the day, and just trying sure. to self-regulate because my body doesn't do it naturally. I need help. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> So I'm, I, I I feel your concern. Yeah, and plus you want to make this the lounge. It just uh, you know the layer. I'm sorry, whatever. Right. The Neverland Lounge. We need a train. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was a joke at first, but now it's becoming. A- it's time for our listener mailbag. Your thoughts, your ideas, your criticism. Send them to show at caroutpodcast.com. Now, let's open your mail. Now, this one's a long one, so let's see here. Um, I'm just going to try to make it quick here. What's up, Todd and Buck? Hey, how we doing? Uh, you recently did a show on annoying Facebook posts. In it, you referenced Mark Zuckerberg a couple of times. For all intents and purposes, it kicked me in the right old ball sack. I'll make it quick. I grew up in South Central LA, which is why I was a big fan of your rap, your A Good Day rap by Ice Cube that I did recently. Nice. And as a younger uh, young guy, I excelled academically. And as I got older, the everyday reality of living in the hood wore me down. And then I became a misguided, angry teen. What does this have to do with Mark Zuckerberg? Here it goes. Hashtag real talk. Oh. Deep breath. 
When I was 13, uh, I was a part of the Phillips Exeter Academy, a prestigious high school in New Hampshire. Oh, sure. And they offered me a scholarship. And uh, Zuckerberg was an Exonian. He, like many other notable men, attended Exeter. Exeter is pretty much a springboard to Harvard. Well, because I was a mixed-up kid, I turned down the scholarship like an idiot. Oh, my mm. gosh. So now every time when I see one of my measly paychecks and drive home to the converted garage that I call a home, I think of what could have been. Oh, my God. Now, real talk question for you guys. Wow. I know uh, you have to bring the funny, but trust me, fellas, your listeners would want to know this. What is your biggest regret in life and why? P.S. One of PEA's notable alumni is Ulysses, Ulysses S. Buck Grant Jr. Wow. And this is from Jesus Navarro. Oh, nice. Now, Buck, do you have any um, regrets? regrets in life? Sure. I mean, as, there's a, one as a 34-year-old man in a sure. small apartment in San Pedro, California. It's, it's rather large. Serving grilled cheese <laughs> for a living. It's rather large. I'm just asking Delicious you. Delicious grilled cheese. <sighs> yes, on the grilled cheese truck. Appreciate it. And I, do you happen? I, I, mean, I wouldn't. You're yeah. living the dream, but Li- what, you know. Living the life, my friend. Living life. Uh, the headphones are okay but basically yeah there was once or twice uh, i had opportunities that maybe i squandered maybe being an older wiser buck i would not have squandered you know sure sure. Uh, one was uh working for new line cinema oh really which was yeah you know production company yeah they still make a few movies every now and then they do but uh yeah i had an internship with them for about maybe a semester during uh the el camino days yeah Mm -hmm. and um i learned from them the business of making movies like i understand that it's all about basically getting the ass in the seats Put you the want butts the in seats you yeah. want you want them to buy that ticket you know mm-hmm. and um a lot of advertising a lot of stuff like that going into the movies and kind of shook me to the reality of how it really is so that's really what i learned from that and also i met heavy d in the uh in the waiting room oh yeah that was a big thing pretty good awesome. time the late heavy d highlight of my life you know (laughs) so it wasn't all bad but i think if i if i showed a little more in you know gum for it or love for it they would have kept me on longer right but i was only in it for like one semester yeah and i kind of just was like yeah fuck it you know but looking at now it was probably a better opportunity that i should have you know at least put more effort or love into it much like mr navarro saying it's like you know maybe if i went down that path you know who knows Director Buck? Yeah. Yeah. Buck or, Perez. I can see or, you in a beret. Orson Wellesian. You're, yeah. Your relative over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you think I can rock it? All right. Yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You know, here's the great thing. Yeah. Once you realize your regrets, you got you got time to turn shit around. You know, you, you, you really, like the weird thing in life is, not to preach. No. I ain't going to preach. Oh. <laughs> right. I ain't going to preach. I'm fanning myself right now. <laughs> I ain't going to preach. Woo! <laughs> I ain't going to preach. Please preach. If you're going to make me preach, then I'm going to preach. Preach on, brother. Every day you get the chance, Buck Perez, while you're hitting that bong. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually it's happening. It's actually happening. As I am telling Buck about how to live his life. Buck literally. Say what now? Right before, right. When I was not going to preach, Buck was fine. Didn't touch that bong. Didn't once, hit it. Once Lars requested that I stand up in this pulpit right here and I begin to preach. Buck I Perez. I certainly asked that. <laughs> Buck Perez reached for the only Let, crutch he knows. <laughs> that devious little weed. Let's hear it. And that weed doesn't just grow in the fields. That oh, weed man. grows in the mind. And it overtakes the body. <laughs> and it overtakes the soul. And then you forget about Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate weed. Now, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, 
Every morning when you wake up, Jesus is Kush. You have He's the Kush. chance. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, okay, he, go ahead. I'm Kush. sorry, preacher. When you smoke the Kush of Jesus, you have the morning ability to every morning to wake up. Yeah. Smoke the Jesus Kush, and you can <laughs> change your life. Every morning you wake up fresh. You have a fresh diaper on of life, and you can make in it however you like. Now tomorrow morning, Buck, you could wake up and become a director. You could be a senator. You could own your own grilled cheese truck yourself, Buck. Is this you me? have the chance to be healed. <laughs> And be a new man. I was going to say, if you lay hands on me, this is going to get weird. Now I'm going to say praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'm saying to everybody out there in Far Outland, everybody listen from the mega boom. And everybody out there want to do drugs and touch the breast to find young teenagers that you can change your life. <laughs> Just throwing it in there. Do you have any regrets, Lars, in your life? <laughs> Possibly coming on this show might uh, be one of them. Uh, he's I was, uh, though. I was talking. I, I was when I went on uh, Giovanni's show. I had um, I talked about something that I'm not going to talk about now because then I feel like there would be too much listener um, uh, boredom. But uh, <laughs> but I do have one story. I used to be a very violent person. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I. Uh, but you found Jesus. I didn't find Jesus, but I. Uh, but I. I've, I've sort of mellowed out. But I, there's one moment that I really regret because it was the only time that it really affected other than. Me and the asshole that I was um, uh, fighting with, uh, it affected my friend's car. I was a, <laughs> I was at a Jack in the Box uh, at around three in the morning, Good and uh, yeah, I was waiting in a line. Uh, and my friend had driven uh, much less drunk than I was to uh, to a ta- to uh, the Jack in the Box, and uh, I really wanted my two for dollar tacos. Tacos, yeah. I was just gonna say it's so ta- I, I taco ordered, time. I ordered my two for dollar tacos, and uh, there was this. This SUV in front of us, and they were taking a really long time to order, or at least it seemed like a really long time because I was super drunk. And then eventually I started yelling out of the car that, come on, hurry up! I want tacos! I want tacos! And then, you know, uh, sure enough, people uh, got out of the SUV and were like, what the fuck? And uh, I was a little bit more physically intimidating, I think, back then, for one thing. I was hitting the weights a little bit more. I got out of the car... And uh, there were like about three or four guys. Now, what part of town were you in when this happened? I was in um, a beautiful neck of the woods uh, known as Mar Vista. Oh, okay. And so you're in a, west, it was a little bit of west side A little violence. bit of west side. But there's a shady element that can creep into Mar Vista. There was yeah. a sh- it was right along the Englewood uh, Street and uh, it, that Jack in the Box. Most people um, have gone there. And so, uh, yeah, so they got out of the car. I get out of the car. And you do that thing where it's like, you know, they got out of the car, you get out of the car. You and then size you them up. The fuck, yeah. And so they got back into their car, and I was so drunk off my gourd that I decided that them getting back into the car wasn't good enough for me. <laughs> I had to yell at them and badger them to yes. get them to drive off. And mm. so I did that, and then they got out of the car again, and then uh, one of them had a riot bat. And, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, they're not coming back out of the car unless they got something else. Right, so right, they right. came out of the car with a riot bat, and uh, I, I said, let's do this. Uh, this let's is bring ta- it on because I am of sound mind. You know what you, you should have said? What? It's taco time. It's taco time. It's taco time, It's a great catchphrase. Yeah, it's taco time. It would have worked. It had given me the power I needed. <laughs> um, and it, was, uh, it, it wasn't... I didn't get my ass completely beat, but it was, it was definitely one-sided. Right. When you've got five guys, what ended up being five guys, <laughs> circling you with the riot With the riots. And <laughs> you're only, in the box parking lot. Yeah, you're only going to get a few hits in. But the part that really made me regretful was that 
my friend was driving. I was just gonna say you came with someone, right? Came with someone, but to be fair, they had said that night that they both really wanted to get into a fight. That that was something that they wanted. And you're just you're delivering. I was delivering it. You're saying. Granted, I shouldn't have done that because I should have known that was the the wrong thing to do. Right. But um, to start a fight with a bunch of people in a in a Jack in the Box parking lot, um, I was actually pretty unscathed, even though. I got hit with the riot bat a couple times. Uh-huh. I got my own hits in. Yeah. I jumped back in the car because I realized this is this not going to end. You guys There's, are still in line. We're still this, in line. Still <laughs> and, and you still want? You really wanted your tacos, you still want those tacos. Yeah. I really was super hungry. And then, uh, so I jumped back in the car. Now, my two friends who wanted uh, to, to fight very badly, um, uh, one of them is, is was Noah Kaufman, who's on the Mega Moon podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if, if ever I wanted to go into a fight with a bunch of people at three o'clock in the morning. Right. I want to go in with a Jew. Yeah. I want to... <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Kaufman, I got Israel. Kaufman, get out of here. I got yeah. Israel on my back, Not, motherfucker. All right. Was no, it... Known for their ground and pound <laughs> techniques. <laughs> the last thing I was doing was thinking. And so anyway, I uh, got back in the, in the car. And then as we're driving away, these guys started wailing on my friend's car. And hitting the hood of his car, and oh, and left dents in that are still there to this day. Oh, oh did you wake up the next morning going, "Fuck"? No, yeah. I felt really bad. I'm about sorry, it. your friends who wanted to get into a fight. What was their reason for not helping you out? Well, um, they're pussies. But that's, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, I want to get into a fight. I want to get into a fight. But I mean, I should have known that these were the these were the callings of of Ivy League educated people who had no idea of what the world was out, right. outside their own four walls. We need a like Tosh point oh, we need a web redemption on this shit. We need to go, <laughs> go we need back to go to the yeah, we need to go to some, Jack of the Box like not a lot. not a very ghetto one, but just one that's oh, yeah. maybe around here, somewhere around you know That's nice. Maybe go yeah. to P V. I know P V has a few <laughs> <laughs> just kick some ass up there, oh, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I like this idea. Maybe choose a family or me, something like me, that. Me, you and Todd. So a, a group that has that has something to lose. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. And we'll get those tacos. No, wait. I'm saying I regret this. I didn't, wouldn't want this to happen. Yeah. Now, did you get your tacos? I didn't get tacos. Oh. So that was really the worst part of it. That's the thing. I mean, I'm sorry. You still waiting in line? You guys just drove off? Yeah, we just drove Defeated. Away. Defeated. Yeah. Totally defeated. Wow. Oh. And they beat your hood in. Yeah. On the way now, out. Did you help? Not. Did you offer to pay for the guy's damage? Because you kind of, you kind of, you started this. Yeah. I did offer to pay and... uh I forget how what happened, but I don't think I ended up paying. I might have paid something. So when they're beating on the hood, you guys are. Like, yeah. I was just, I was just laughing my ass off because I thought this was hilarious and great at the, that moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to think if I have any major regrets in life, and uh, well, first of all, there's the sun I don't see. No, no I'm just kidding. There's a. Wow. Uh, so my the big- parent teacher association loves us. Yes. <laughs> yes. My my biggest regret in life would probably be now that I'm a married man would be there's lots of opportunities which maybe my standards were too high like leaving bars and stuff like in my 20s in which oh. I knew a girl was into it and I was like, you, "Eh, you passed I'm, up some putang." I yeah. pass now looking back, 
those girls would all be on the table. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. you're, you're going Any, for chicks with acne nowadays. Right. That's Jesus. true. Yeah. Any chick who's 23 right now, to me, looks like fucking Brooke Shields. You know, I mean, in the 80s, like hot Brooke Shields. Okay, okay. okay. Any, I was going to ask there. Exactly. That's a little I mean, weird. The, the girl could be 5'2". Looks one. like she's really depressed about childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> That's every 23-year-old. It's a good look. It's a no, good look. But, but I mean, at, at 35 now, I see a, yeah, I could see a girl that's 5'2", 170, and 23 years old, and I'm like, wow, that's cute. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. back then, it, it, it had to be a certain standard. And, and I'm sorry I passed up a certain amount of loving in my life. I wish I had a couple more under my belt, just a, just a couple more memories, just a, in my intimate moments with myself, I'd have something different to reflect on, you know? Yes. So maybe, I don't know. I think that's my biggest regret. That and uh, obviously not... Um, you wish you downloaded a little more for the hard drive. Yes, for my own personal spec. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, my friend. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh yeah, that and uh, being on a uh, major market radio show and having my own radio show, never capitalizing on it, that kind of gets me in my quiet Whoa. moments. But so you've got a few regrets. Yes, Started I Started off as none. Now we've got several. It, we're just, Give me one more beer. We're just, yeah, we're just peeling back the onion right now. This show might go two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple sh- couple podcasts I've recorded I'd like to have back. Mm. It's a couple we should have not released. <laughs> maybe our poor listeners had to sit through. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't worry, listeners. You won't get raped listening to these. <laughs> you won't get raped another. Thank so you. now, this is the first time you're going to have to deal with this, Lars. What's so happening? I want you to brace yourself in your chair. All right. For this. I'm holding S- on. Sit down. Tightly. Oh, wait. Because now it is time for real talk. Now, Lars. Yes. You're about to enter a segment of podcasting, a world, a dimension that you've never dealt with before. I know that you're on Mega Boom and you guys do a great show and it's very popular, but I doubt that at any point you guys ever get real enough around the table at Mega Boom to make a little hashtag real talk. That's true. I don't think we have. So for the first time, I'm going to ask you to strip yourself of all judgment. All right. I want you to just be real. I want you to accept everything I have to say and not judge it. Okay. I'm going to accept everything you have to say and not judge it. All right. I'm going to accept everything Buck has to say because we're going to spit hot fire right now. We're going to make a little it's real talk. It's about to get R. Kelly real. It's, it's about to get real. Now, Buck, are you ready? Are you, are you braced? Uh, I'm, wait. Okay. Because we don't judge on real talk. <laughs> That's right. what it's all about. Right. It's a place where men can come together. Talk about honest things, nice. not judge, and we're going to put it out to the listeners. You know what? I don't care at this point in the show if the listeners like what I have to say. Oh, boy. I don't care if, you know what, you might be offended. If you, if you want to not deal with being offended, shut off the show right now. Shut it off. Shut off the show right now. Go listen to Jay Moore. Go listen to the Pretty Good Podcast. Go, go listen to the birds outside go because that'll be pleasing. But this won't be. This will be real. <laughs> this is going to be real. Thank you, Lars. You understand where we are now. I'm getting it. Because a lot of people, they think they know, and then once I get start spitting hot fucking fire, they... You don't have any idea. They no. recoil. <laughs> they go, all Todd, mild-mannered suburban guy, enjoying himself, just has problems with major appliances in his life right. and goes to Home Depot all the time. They don't understand. They that don't actually, know. There's a real man inside of here. They'll, they don't know. They'll walk in with a marshmallow on a stick and think, I'm just going to eat this marshmallow raw because that's how I like it because that's the kind of person I am and you spit hot fire I... and then it burns the marshmallow and then, great, now i got to make s'mores. I didn't plan on this. I don't have the other materials. Real talk. I fuck up your <laughs> s'more, I drink your fucking milkshake and I take your woman to school and I tell your grandma to fuck off. That's what happens. Damn. 
Take that, Grandma. It's all bullshit, and it's bad for you. Dang. So says George Carlin. But <laughs> moving on. So I've got. I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Now I'm going to accept whatever you have to say. Okay. I'm not going to judge it. Whatever. Let's do this. I got a problem with a certain group of people out there, and mm-hmm. you know who you are, and you're called foodies. Oh sure. You know uh, these people? Yeah, foodies. You see them walking around. You see them looking up blogs for different kind of foods, recommending yeah. restaurants where you don't just go eat a hamburger. You eat a hamburger with edamame on right. it. Sure. Taking right. pictures of their food and yeah. then posting it online. You understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. I work at like, you know, one of those things. People follow us. People look at our food and everything like that and take pictures of it right in front of me. Yeah. yeah. You, know, it's you see it right right in front of your right goddamn front of eyes. Right in front of me. It's a grilled cheese truck is a very foodie friendly yes, truck. It, it, it's very foodie friendly. You cater to these people, Buck. Please, you see yes. them day in and day out. You see the fucking vermin walk up to the goddamn <laughs> truck every day. They are you not hand vermin. You, hand you they money are... and then give and then expect food? Yeah. I mean, these are people, Todd. These are people. I mean, they're people, yes, but look at them. Look what they're doing with their lives. Let me tell you why I have a problem with foodies. Why? Because foodies are people who have a hobby that is based on food consumption. Sure. Now, that's like saying, I'm really into air. I really love water. I really love when my cells divide appropriately. (laughs) Everybody's supposed to eat. Foodies are people with an obsessive hobby that contribute nothing to society. You could say that about music. Oh, what? You know, you don't have to listen, but you you have to hear. You know what I'm saying? Right, you have to. Eat. But yeah. these people don't make music. These people just consume. We, we other are the minstrels, art. though. You're making music. Yeah, Buck's we're making, making we're music. making the music. No, Buck, you are making the music. You're writing the sweet tune that these people are dancing to. But all they do is dance. They just <laughs> ask for more and more and judge. But they don't pr- contribute anything to society. But they're vocal. And they're annoying. And you work with them. And when you're like, hey, let's go get a burger at lunch. They're like, well, actually, uh, there's a place on the west side I can go right now where they have these garden burgers. <laughs> well, now, the garden burgers are deep fried in peanut oil, That guy sounds like a douche. But those are all that foodies are. And then they're like, you know what? I did something great this weekend. I went to a restaurant that I read about on a blog. That's not great. We, we have a hobby here. We make podcasts, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I cultivate my fucking roses outside and I make something beautiful. Foodies, they just fucking eat. Like, Lars, you yes, make a podcast. You I probably do. do even more. You write comedy. You right. make people laugh. You contribute something to society. Sure, sure, sure. I guess. I haven't thought of it that way. <laughs> All right. I'm not so, building houses, but yes. Yes. Buck, you... I you, work on Habitat for Humanity. Thank you. There you go. You yes. and Jimmy Me and Jimmy Carter. Carter, yes. It's beautiful. So I'm saying that also, okay, when, when it comes down to foodies, like... Um, they build and nothing, but but then they get self righteous. You want uh, about everything? You yeah, know, yeah, like, sure. Oh, let's have let's go to McDonald's and get some fries. You know, like, oh, that's not a potato. Uh, yeah, I don't like it when foodieism becomes really judgmental. Right. When you can't right. go to KFC or or Kentaco Hut and uh, no, enjoy yeah, yourself. That happened to me. People that work on the truck, I brought them. McChicken and McDouble. Yeah. That's usually what I bring people I work with. What do you want? McChicken or McDouble? That's yeah. very nice that, of you. That covers the four basic food groups. Right? What do yeah. you want? Some fries, McChicken and McDub. I had like four of them. No no one, they refused. All cost them. Almost, really? Almost everyone that refused. Wow. A few people took. That's unfair. It, it is. I was like, are you guys that you know bad? You can't have you know McDonald's every now and then? Come There's on. There's nothing wrong with slumming a little bit. It's exactly. fun. Exactly, it is fun. It's all about. I think you, as if you are a real foodie, you would embrace everything that is food, as opposed to just picking and choosing what you want to eat. And it's got to have fucking creme fraiche and a fucking you know red wine reduction. And of course, you yeah. said slumming. I was talking about my lunch. Oh, sorry. But anyway, 
The one thing, I, another thing I me, don't like. Me, it's a cold chili dog. I'll eat it. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think that, you know, the it's interesting with food trucks around L.A. too because food trucks are very much the, the love child of the foodie. Oh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, not only do the, does the foodie bring nothing to the table, they also don't <laughs> want to leave to go to a table. Like, they would rather have the table come to them. Right. So, right. you know, so and when I, I remember I was going to a meeting once and I hadn't uh, eaten beforehand and there was a bunch, it was down by where like um, LACMA is and they have all those food yeah, trucks. I used that, to work right outside of there. We yeah. used to go there all the time, yeah. So they have all those food trucks out there and I went, ended up going to a food truck that was like an Indian, it was like three things. It was like a... Uh, uh, an Asian Indian fusion burrito place. Oh. It, they always have burgers too. Any, any, yeah. any every one of those has like a burger. Yeah, oh, well, it's like, burger? yeah it's it's, okay. well, it's like at, at least that's a good option. At least I, that makes sense. That, but that also tells me that you know what you're serving is bullshit. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know what you're exactly. serving is not going to. Is you're just serving this because you can. Because you can throw <laughs> these things together. And it's like I don't want this. I'm never going to crave. Ooh, I wish I had an Asian Indian fusion burrito right now. <laughs> that's never going to happen. It's like if Miles Davis went country during the bitches brew area. Era, era. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. he's, he's like I'm doing this weird abstract shit, and then I'm gonna go country. And you're you know five levels of abstraction from understanding the actual source of the food. Sure, yeah. And mm-hmm. these people revel in this, and they tell you all about this, yeah. and they tell you about how they have the greatest place. Now, if huh. I, if I'm hanging out with a dude, here's the food recommendation I want. I want when you get drunk, there's a Mexican joint in Long Beach with some spicy ass salsa and some good fucking face tacos, <laughs> and let's do that. That's the only shit another guy should tell me about eating or I ate some buffalo wings and I fucking shit blood. That's the only <laughs> shit a buddy should tell you about food. Not, oh, we're going to go to this place where they have bean sprouts, but the bean sprouts, they actually are inside of a burrito that's not a burrito, but it's some kind of Polynesian, you know, it's, it's made out of PVC. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> now, I know you're not a foodie because the one time, I think the one time you came to my truck, you looked at the line and you're like, fuck it. You're right. not willing to wait. Yeah, you were not. No, you were not willing to wait for it. He he was looking around. And he said, I, I saw the look on your face. You're just like fuck it. Yeah, just Dude, it wasn't away. fucking Radiohead tickets. It was a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> I would have hooked you up, Todd. Dude, yeah. I would have hooked it up. I know you would have done no, good. Exactly. That was the one time Todd came by. Really? Yeah, I know. He's not a foodie. But see, that's why that's a great food truck because they're serving you grilled cheese, which is something everybody enjoys, and yeah. then th- doing stuff like throwing pork in it. Yeah. Or putting, you know, mac and cheese in the Or turkey. Cheese. Your turkey. Bacon. It's, bacon. it's mm. delicious. Basil. Tomato. What do you want? What do you want? What you want? Make it happen. That's the good That's the good thing that happens with foodies. And, and, then, and I'm sorry I didn't bring any today. That's yeah, okay. I have some in Buck, my Buck brings <laughs> I usually bring food all the time. Grilled cheese truck for yeah, us. Exactly. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm sorry, man. That's great. No, we, it's okay. You know what I'd like to do? What? I'd like to thank Lars Kenseth for coming on the oh, show today. thanks, guys. I had a great time. I'd like to thank Buck Perez for being on the show today. Oh, thank you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for putting up with our shit week in, week out. You sorry son of a bitch. If you're a foodie out there, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Put up a comment on the site. Email us at show at faroutpodcast.com. Take me to task. I've made some real talk. The ball is in your court. I pulled into Nazareth. I just need some place where I can lay my head. Hey, mister, can you tell me where a man might find a bed? He just grinned and shook my hand. No was all he said.
picked up my bag I went looking for a place to hide 